it's a little stock. Base soul, take one. It's a big old fat motherfucker called. Blazing buzzer buttons. Big rigor inspection, spatial. Under my feet. Huh? Look, the biggest heavy band of all time. I wouldn't ask you to do a drum roll if your arm fell off. There was an incident with uh, the pyrotechnics. Hey, Kirk! Squillions of dollars and squillions of people. How the fuck are you, Lars? Piddly wants and wills and needs. Lars Ulrich, drums and bongs. What the fuck does that mean anyway? I hate that fucking camera, man. Well, since we started. I'm talking about like a fucking live gig. You see this for, right? What really gets my dick hard? Mommy. Hey, this is Joe Sib, and you're listening to And Podcast for All with my two metal bros, Shane and Jeff. Enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Season 11, episode 11, 11.11. And Jeff and Shane play in the band one. Ha 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 Get it? Get it? Get it? Get it? For a little bit longer, at least. There is news from one, the only tribute to Metallica camp. The set list has been revised for the 26th time. Very little revision, but it's... Uh... Well needed. And the song that got added, nothing got replaced. We've just made it a little bit longer. I believe it was on your wish list. It was a song that I wanted, yeah. So I'm I'm stoked about it, man. It's going to be a good time. I've been practicing. I've been jamming for the last couple of weeks. And as I've run through the set a few times, it's just a song that needs to be in there for the last hurrah. There was just this kind of, I don't know. I just had this vibe where I'm like, I'm not big on the song, but it just, for the last hurrah, it's got to be in there. After all our years, all our miles, all our stories, it's just like good storyteller towards, I'm not going to say where it is in the set, but it's it just belonged, okay? You know, our our listeners have been patiently waiting. We've given a couple hints out. Should we just let one out of the bag and just let everybody know which song got added? That's the one and only that we'll tell. You really want to tell them on the spot, don't you? Let's just tell them. We, we can give away one song. But if I heard that song, I would be like, oh, I'm not going. Fuck it. Well, then I guess we're going to roll the dice, huh? All right. Give us the good old Christmas story drum roll. <laughs> and the song that should not be that has been added... Because it belongs after 14 years on the road, I'll let you tell the listeners, is... Turn the Page, the ultimate song about the road. Seeger! <laughs> yes, we have a saxophonist coming up on stage. <laughs> it's it's a trick, guys. We're going to play Detroit Rock City instead, or maybe some Kid Rock. Some Michigan, a Michigan medley. A Michigan medley, yeah. We'll throw some Eminem in there, too. Oh, a little eight mile, a little eight ball. All right, the one and only time we're telling them a song, turn the page. So there you go. 
April 7th, Friday night, Bogarts Entertainment Center, Apple Valley, Minnesota. You, uh, can I give one more hint? One more hint. Your slide is going to be a little busy, that set. There's going to be a little bit of slipperiness going on. I'm going to be slipping and sliding and trying Slippery to Slippery when wet. I'm going to be trying to figure out where I am and we'll, okay. see, we'll see if I can still do it one more time. And if you fuck up whatever songs need a slide, just play the Slippery When Wet medley. Toss it off the old finger and just start slipping and sliding <laughs> with the old fingers. <laughs> no, there'll be some slide. Nine ways to die. Oh, wait, wrong band. There'll be some, some slide action and there'll be some, you know, some wah pedal maybe. Who knows? I've been on a big Megadeth kick. The la- Last week I told you I was on a Pantera kick. Yeah. Since Marty Friedman's been jamming with uh, Megadeth in Japan the last couple of days. Yeah. 99 ways to die. I'm still on the on the old Nickelback kick. I've just been listening to what would be, you know, considered terrible music by most and to the mainstream radio friendly, just absolute gold. So, you know, I got to potentially pick up somewhere here where one band is leaving off and try and get it going so i I better start getting good at writing some radio hits here because remember we all just want to be big rock stars just want to be a big rock star swimming in the i forgot the lyric oh living at the top of hollywood hills that's how it goes you know somewhere like that some some place like i don't want to live in hollywood though never i would never go to california visit but not live I, I'm with you. Nickelback and and Kid Rock should get together and make a medley about chilling up in the hills. <laughs> Some Canadians in a Detroit trailer park uh, country man now. Some redneck shit. He lives in Nashville now. Yeah, it's an interesting twist how he went from the ghetto trailer parks to like a country boy down in Nashville. Nashville's kind of like the new L.A., I'm afraid. Uh, Vince Neal moved there, Dave Mustaine moved there, and it's because Tennessee is tax-free. You gotta do what you gotta do. Well, think with those guys paying uh, state income tax, so they're like, later, off to Tennessee. Yeah, I'd get out of Cali, too. Dude, I'm excited. Last week, I had a lot of fun talking about St. Anger, and have actually been rocking it quite a bit. The good old angry, angry Uh fist record. I felt like Jeff Winslow because I, I've i actually had it on repeat the last couple of days along with my cryptic writings. Very nice, very nice. I saw that, yeah, the the Marty video. Sounds like Marty's he, the still, man. he still has it. I don't see him rejoining Megadeth. I think no. they're pretty happy with Kiko, but yeah, it's it was pretty cool just to see a, a moment like that. I was going to say it would have been cool if Ellison would have still been there, but it's all right. I like James, their their new bass player, new old bass player that's been there before and then came back. <laughs> yeah, Ellison's a little busy doing the knuckle shuffle on his piss pump. Yeah, he's doing something. Who knows? <laughs> he's doing something. <laughs> not making good the state of Andrew Minnesota. Nice clay joke there. Ba-doom-tsh. Not making the state of Minnesota look good there. Dave Jackson, boy. Minnesota, right off of I ninety. Minneapolis is fucked. What's going on now? Oh, he's in the southwest corner. He's where all those cornfields are. I-90 Jackson, southwest tip. Children of the corn down there. 
Um, you just totally boggled my mind when you said children in the corn. I thought of my outlaw corn t-shirt from one of the best chapters in the Metallica universe. Best name. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, dude, St. Anger, the response has been good. There's a little song called If Darkness Had a Sun Out. And here we are to talk about 2008, the little coffin casket grave record. I kept the, that very PG, by the way. The loud, clipping, distorted, thin. No, don't, we're not, we haven't even pressed play yet, and you're already ragging on it. I'm not. I actually really like this record. The older it gets, the more I like it. I was referring to the cover without saying the pussy. Hey, that's not very PG, sir. No. And it's not very PC either. I'm pretty sure it would be vagina. Vagine. Something. Does that have a pronoun? Does Death Magnetic have a pronoun? My good friend designed it. I think it's brilliant. So, um... A coffin, a pussy, well, anything in between, life, death, coming and going, that's all fine. <laughs> hey, the only Metallica record on Warner Brothers, not Elektra and not Blackened. Write that down. Warner Brothers. Van Halen was on Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers have, you know, had a couple good hits. They they were just good sl- records. slightly bigger than everybody else, it seems like. Death Magnetic at the, I remember I remember right where I was the first time I heard The Day That Never came, come from. It was the record that returned us all to our comfort zone of classic Metallica, and everyone was like, whoo, we are back to the the safe zone. We're, we're back in our safe place. They, uh, they found their safe space, and After Death Magnetic was the future, window, and Sane Anger was the past. Pretty much. Metallica had fallen out of their rut. At least that's what people thought, because we all know it came after Death Magnetic, but we'll not talk about that ever. So, You always been a Rick Rubin fan? Yes and no. It's okay. on and off. Beastie Boys? Yeah, you know, he's done some... I, I absolutely love his work with Eminem. I think that... That's true. What he's done, you know, as, as far as... I mean, Eminem's the greatest rapper ever, let's face it. And you put him with a no, producer. No, 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 Oh, yeah. It's not even. A, we should have a rap week. He is the GOAT. He is the Tom Brady. He is the Michael Jordan, not LeBron. Um, yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he's the GOAT. Enough said. <laughs> I loved his work he did with, with M and obviously, he, you know, Chili Pepper, Slayer, you know, The Cult, the list goes on. I feel like I liked some of his earlier works a little bit better. I don't know. It's a hit and miss because I feel like I really like majority of the records he did sound wise, except for death magnetic. I love the record death magnetic. I think it's a great record. I just, I think it was a big miss in terms of the sound of the record, which is saying a lot because they just came off a record where the sound was a big miss. So I feel like having two records in a row there where the sound was just not there was kind of an interesting move. I want to know what their minds were thinking when they said, all right, every time Lars hits a Tom, it sounds like the speakers are clipping. Let's go with that. That sounds great. You know what I mean? It's an interesting, I, interesting sounding I do. record. 
and I know how much you've talked about this over the years as you and I have, you know, gone down the road for 214,000 miles. Yeah. And again, I love the record. I just thought the mix was, you know, it's, it, now it's been so long. I wouldn't want it to change now. I wouldn't want to like remaster just to say yeah, everything I, like, no, it is what it is. It is what it is. Exactly. And I, I like it for what it is and I appreciate it for what it is. But at the time there was definitely, especially when that was the new album on the block, I feel there was a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot to be said about how I felt about that. You know, because a lot of Rick Rubin's mixes, you know, he, he worked with System of a Down, love the mix on that. Uh, mm-hmm. The album he did with Slipknot, it's one of my favorite mixed records by Slipknot, mm-hmm. or by Rick Rubin that Slipknot did. And, yeah, you know, so I, I think I was expecting just, obviously, that dry kind of, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but Rick Rubin has like a dry, bland sound, but in a really kind of good way, if that makes sense. You listen to how simple his mixes are. It's like it just feels very just kind of, I don't know, It's it works. I hear you. It works. It's not a Bob Rock polished, smooth kind of feel. Exactly. But Metallica is not a band, at least not at the age that they were at, where I felt like that was something that, they could or should do you know early on Mm -hmm. sure maybe but metallica at that point especially coming off of saint anger they really needed that polished refined sound i think going into this record but i think because fans were so enamored by the fact that they were back in standard tuning we had seven eight minute songs with guitar solos harmonies you know catchy sing-along parts right it sounded like Metallica. Track one had an intro. Track four was the ballad. Exactly. The classic Metallica format was there. Again, phenomenal record. Just a little bit of a miss sound-wise. Now, when you refer to the clipping and the loudness war on the mix, is that in your car? Is that in your AirPods? Is that through your iPhone? It, or is that a, through a million-dollar sound system? It's just in general. No, the better the sound system, usually the better the record seems to to get, I think. But I notice it when I listen to it on my phone. Like if I've got my phone just on like the nightstand in a hotel room, I notice the clip and and it's maxing out. When I crank that in my car or on my home stereo, it sounds fucking amazing. It still sounds full enough to where it's like all right this sounds good but you can definitely it's not like when you hear the clipping it's your actual speakers or the little you know whatever clipping it's just i know what it is it's like a distorted sound and i feel like you can still hear it in the car it's just because it's bigger speakers you don't you don't notice it as much because it doesn't it's not like it's making your speakers themselves clip you know what i mean right Right before the bridge in end of the line <clears throat> is where I notice issues. I think the worst where I notice it is the big Tom fill right before the second verse after the first chorus of the day that never comes going into the second verse when he goes and the sunshine never comes or whatever that part. That's the line. Yeah. Yeah, so that big Tom fill that Lars does before going into that hi-hat fill, 
But the sunshine never comes. That big oh, before Tom it fi- speeds up. It's the big Tom fill right before it. It's a, a, to me. It's you okay. can. That's that. That's where really I noticed it. And obviously, that being the first song that they released from the record, I was like, "Whoa, that's a little bit different." Not again. Not in a bad way. It's just it whoa, took me, Rick and Greg, take that fader back a little bit. Just bring it back just a little <laughs> bit, but. And Fiddle, uh, Fiddleman's first record, by the way, with uh, Metallica, that is. He was lucky. It Rick wasn't was the last. producer. Fiddleman was the knob turner. It is what it is. It is what it is. I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I, I, it's you know, it's one of those things where we're, we're not going to change it, nor would I want to change it this many years later. It's just at the time, you know, it was it was a surprise. And with that said, folks, there's Death Magnetic. Have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs> starting starting at the top, just like you said, we, we get that was just your life. We get a song that has an intro. It has the classic Metallica formula. It has the the blackened, the battery, the fight fire with fire, whatever formula you want to call that, where it has the leading intro into the big pounding guitar riff. To me, probably the best song on the record coming wow. right coming right out the gate with it okay i i, I think s- it's one of it's one of my favorite intros of you know their classic track ones i agree the heartbeat and the and the clean part that that build up Th- through an arena it was an amazing mm-hmm. opening track having the first two songs off that record be the first two songs live that they would play it was mm-hmm. was great but that build up was it was a grand entrance like Hey, uh, we had a little hiccup over the last couple of years, but we are officially back. And buckle in because this is one hell of a record you're about ready to hear. And yeah, live, man, <sighs> those songs were something else. Like a siren in my head, threatens to repeat. Hold on, folks, we're off for a hell of a ride. It's a long song too. Long song, good solo. It's got the most classic Justice format. I've said this before, but it's got the most yes. classic Justice format since Justice itself. So there's something special with that song. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how 72 Seasons starts off going I to be, in, be this, a classic. in the same realm. Or are we going to get so. another hardwired, hardwired. type of opening song frantic <laughs> personally I, I you know as far as myself and this is obviously biased but i would take frantic over hardwired as far as an opening track goes especially with how they play it live now if you can but i was talking hardwired and frantic are similar openers oh as far as like versus the, the like style. our classic track ones right 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 yeah hardwired uh, it was a good song but i i think there could have there could have been a better song to open the record than that one, but we'll get to that once we once we get down to Hardwired. With that was just your life, you know. It had it all. It has it all. You and I have played the song a few times. There's a very justice feel with some of the fills, and one of the beats. Surprisingly, you probably will be surprised by this. It's a pain in the ass to play. I blind my eyes. I stitched them up. Just in time to say goodbye. Oh, that the beat. Your left hand has to stay under your right arm to get over to the china by the kick and come back to snare. 
Lars doing some weird stuff. He should have just used his right hand going back and forth between the hi-hat and the china. It's been it so much easy. easier than to it do like easy this to play. weird with this left hand thing that he mm-hmm. does. But it's that crossover. I got to get my left way over to that lower china and back on the snare. It looks easy, but it's a bitch. That's so weird to use your the snare hand. I've my eyes and with try the, to force it all into place, Jeff. That's an interesting, interesting thing. Almost like your life. Almost like your endless fight. Gotta love the double bass on the last chorus. You're like, all right. Yes. Lars is still keeping it going from St. Anger into this into this record. He's not letting the age affect him quite yet. Uh, he's still yep. trucking along. Still proves that he has what it takes. And let's face it, this is the last record where Lars shows his true uh, quote-unquote thrash metal drumming. Like a poison that I swallow. He's trucking in this record. We talked about it a couple weeks ago with Saint Anger. Very underrated. You don't talk about his drumming ability because of the sound and all the all the shit talking about it. But when you listen to half of these songs, right up there, there's a few songs on this record. I'd say probably half of the songs on this record where it's like, all right, he he really showed that he still has what it takes to be. Mm-hmm. Among the elite of of the elite. Curse the day is long. Realize Jeff does belong at Bogart's April 7th. Playing turn the page. Because <laughs> April 7th is the end of the line. Ha, you like how I, how I transitioned that? Ha, ha, I got it. I got it. I put my hand up. Ha, I put my ha. hand up. Track number two, end of the line. Dun, 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 dun. That's a five count, by the way. The bastard child of a bunch of riffs that we heard. And surprisingly, oh, the other new song. <laughs> no, this is the new song. The other is, new sorry, song. Yeah. I always get those confused. This is the new song. The new song. This uh, is not Vultures. <laughs> yeah, no. Vulturious. We, we've got the new song, which was End of the Line and Nightmare Long. Uh, that'd be kind of. It, they spawned from it. You're referring to the Korea footage. Yeah, uh, Korea. I think they also did it in like Germany or somewhere in Europe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they did I, some shit like that for a couple for that for that summer. Yeah, something. It was like, like that. that sick of the studio shit. Yeah, oh seven something like that. And it was and it was tuned down. Yeah, which I wish they would have. I wish because you hear that song and you're like, holy shit, this sounds like mm-hmm. new age Metallica to me. That was that song when they first unveiled it. Put the stupid lyrics aside because the lyrics were kind of eh. but you put everything of what that song was the first new song. That was the perfect, in my opinion, New Age Metallica, where you still had somewhat of the St. Anger-style riff in Metallica's format. Why that song got scrapped, I don't know, which it's probably a good thing, because End of the Line, great song. Nightmare Long, great song. But goddamn, that new song, there, there, was, some, there was something good there, and that was, an, that was a nasty riff. <laughs> I agree. I'm trying. I, I can hear the riff. I'm trying to think of that lyric that we always laughed at. 
The man in black come around. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one. Not the end. It's the beginning. <laughs> as soon as you said that line, I'm like, oh, dearly beloved. Just like Lords of Summer, <laughs> a song where it was like great music, but lyrically. Lords wow. is a riff masterpiece. It's got great But as soon as the vocals started, I'm like, like oh, oh, my God, this is like, this is beyond magnetic type shit here. This could this almost. like 8-train. It could have almost. A forty-five. <laughs> it could have almost been uh, an instrumental. Lords of Summer would have been a great instrumental. With as long as that song is, it would have been perfect. Just add a little bit of lead for melody line instead of singing, and mm-hmm. yeah, it would have been perfect. Maybe that's the instrumental on fucking 72. Yeah, yeah, that Lords of Summer, no lyrics. Um, it's called Too Far Gone? Too Far Gone. Because the song was Too Far Gone. <laughs> So they, they, they had to salvage it by taking the lyrics out of it. <laughs> End of the line, probably a top five uh, interlude of all time. The slave becomes the master. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's a Drop good... the hourglass of time. Spilling sand we will not find. That song definitely, it has the... Uh, the just how it goes into that format. Exactly. I was just going to say that. How uh, before it gets to the lyrics, just when it uh, when the clean part starts, it is so smooth. It's a modern day puppets, just without the uh, the impact that puppets has. You know, people are going to be like, "Oh my god, did he just compare that song to the masterpiece?" W-T-F. You did because I think about that when it gets to the bridge. It makes sense, though. It's mm-hmm. the modern puppets. As we gather at Bogart's, we bid farewell. Can Jeff play the blankety-blank solo? Yeah, who knows which solo. Can I play... I don't know. Can I play the Sandman solo? I don't know. Will we even play Sandman? Who knows? We've played... uh, That was just your life a few times. It's funny how we've never played End of the Line. Yeah, no. That's a five count, by the way. <clears throat> There's a lot of songs off this record we've never played. True. There we go. Cats out of the bag, everybody. We're playing Death Magnetic in its entirety, front to back. Actually, Backwards. We're back opening to front. with My Apocalypse. Yeah, back to front. <laughs> <laughs> Closing our career out with That Was Just Your Life, 10 tracks, and drive home safely. That's it. That's all you get. That was that. <laughs> the last song starts with the heartbeat. <laughs> when you think of those two songs... Think about um, I think how they God open. Damn, for... it's hard to compare the rest of the record to those first two songs. <laughs> well, it just goes to show you how good those two songs are when that kicks off the first two songs for about a two or three year stretch of it of them playing live. 
Agreed. Agreed. I'd probably, life I'd probably say the first two songs are the best two songs on the record, in my personal yes. opinion. Uh, I, right up there. My favorite song is not those two, but we'll get there in a bit. But compare those to when they used to open up with Hardwired into Atlas. Which yeah, was not, strong, but I think it was strong, but not even better. Yeah, it was. It's not even, mm-hmm. not even close in my opinion. If you mm-hmm. compare the two, Atlas is up there. Great song, but not it's, as good as Line, and not as and even though it's not an opening track, not as good as that was just your life, right? Drop the hourglass of time. Spilling sand we will not find As we gather here today We bid farewell The slave becomes the master The slave becomes the master Those, those songs are just musically the way it's put together everything far superior Atlas is a great song just a little bit more on the simple side so it's hard to really compare it to the you know quote unquote masterpiece that is the first two songs off that right. record but moving on the record stays trucking along it's got a great kind of weird uh, track three broken beaten scarred it, it's definitely uh... because remember what don't kill you make you more strong in the banter of 0809. There's some interesting banter there, but uh, that song, man, that uh, that was a great call and response song. Especially for being a song that we knew for a fact, even at that time, all right, it's going to get played on this tour, and that's all we're going to see it. It's a track three. It's, you know, it's it's going to get played on this tour, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And usually... the main riff the most. That, uh, you could sing it better than I can. The... Oh, the it's that diddle down 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 that yep. I like it when it just kicks that initial in. Ding, ding, ding. I'm like, God, that's smooth. Like, I kind of like the little bouncy feel that it has. It's kind of almost got that eye of the beholder kind of, you know. Oh, ho, ho, look at you, Mister Track Three. Yeah, imagine that. Wow. But again, Deep thoughts with Jeff Winslow. Think about it. For a song that wasn't going to be a mainstay, think about how well they got that call and response when he'd sing it. You rise, you fall, you down. Rise, you rise, then you again. fall again. Or you fall again, yeah. And then the, the crowd would respond with that and it was just a really great moment and you know for the record and in their career to show like hey we don't have to write hit after hit this doesn't have to be a radio song we're the you know biggest band on the planet Mm -hmm. people are going to sing along and that song is it's got some heavy riffs it's got some unique sounding riffs but yet it's still catchy enough to where you want to sing along to it 
simple, bouncy, catchy. Has some really... <laughs> the drum intro in the beginning is the really fucked up part of the song. The rest is pretty smooth. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he doesn't want it to be stock, I guess. Um, what I'm hearing is... Choose my words carefully here. Um, it's pretty straightforward. You know, the guitar shit, it's, you know, it's a little stock. My favorite line. The dawn, the death, the fight to the final breath. It's a decent line. An even more decent uh, Wayne Isham live music video. Yes. Yep. That video is killer. Love the music video. Again, throwback to the early days. When's the last time we got a live music video? Wherever mm-hmm. I may roam. Is that the li- the last? As far as... Oh, no, I guess Clover. Think again. Clover would count as a live music video. Uh, no, but that's a live... That's an actual live recording. That's a take. I'm th- I'd say Rome. Yeah, Rome's the last... There's a difference movie. between take and recording. Yeah. So, yeah, yep. Rome would be the last... Uh, live music video as far as footage but audio is uh you know studio here comes the hate mail they played saint anger in that prison live yeah okay that's yeah same thing same thing that's when an inmate said he knew kirk's mom (laughs) did you know that no i didn't an inmate screamed to Kirk in San Quentin that he knew his mom. Oh, you know what? Actually, and I Kirk was like, "Yeah, you're right. bullshitting me." And like the dude told him like a ton of additional information, and Kirk's like, "Holy shit, he is telling the truth." Like, hold on a second, <laughs> let me come on over there. How awkward would that be? Ma, what was going on here? I'm a mass murderer, but I've been hanging out with mom. Don't you worry. <laughs> now I want to go watch that BBS video. I haven't watched that in a long time. He's playing the true art in that video, I'm pretty sure. One of the worst guitars ever. One of the best guitars ever. Let it be known, folks, when Jeff Winslow thinks about the word death magnetic, that's what he pictures. I do. I picture a true art. He pictures a rusty grill at your public park that you can throw the barbecue on on the 4th of July as a guitar. That costs about seven and eight grand, yeah. Bigsby's are spendy too, but that looks like thrift store shit to me. To each their own, brother. (laughs) Hey, I forgot to ask you. How many times have you. You like Lars's drum kit? That looks like a bass boat. What's it to you? Which one? All of them. They're all sparkly. Haven't you ever seen a bass boat? (laughs) They're bright and glittery. (laughs) A Lund? (laughs) No, like a a Nitro or a, 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 a Ranger. A ranger, oh, yeah, Lunds. Lunds are normal. A rangers are all sparkly. Yeah, Lund is like an Alumacraft. That's like a deep V aluminum boat. I'm talking fiberglass fucking bass boat. <laughs> hey, there's some nice wake setters that are sparkle too. Fucking right, there are. <laughs> just thinks since Lord, we can just call them fucking bass boats. <laughs> all right, so what bass boat is he gonna have this year? <laughs> what color bass boat is he rocking in '72 M72 tour? Yeah, when you go to meet Lars, bring, you know, the Ranger color, you know, <laughs> samples where it says Ranger basketball and be like, so Lars. Can you sign this? He'll be like, what the fuck? What color are you going to use next for your for your drum kit and point at it? <laughs> you know those pontoon brochures that have like the color codes in the back when you order it? <laughs> like, dude, it looks just like it. <laughs> All right, we've had 
okay, we've had silver, we've had green, we've had orange, we've had purple, and it's time to order set number five. Can we get, I don't know, bass blue? Red sparkle. Just going to put that out there. You didn't hear that from me, though. I was kind of actually hoping it was going to be blue. I like yeah, red. I'm just telling you. Hey, all I'm going to say. It's actually, better than fucking half the shit you could pick these days. Red is actually good because let's face it. Our, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to, I'm just going to stop there. Cause I might get us into deep water. If I continue on with what I was going to say. Deep river. deep river. Let's move on to the next song. My heart is over death magnetic. <laughs> the old miss. The old man. Deep river. My home is over Jordan. We want to go to track four. Single number Una. The day that never comes that exploded as a single. And before I forget, how many times have they played That Was Just Your Life? I'm going to guess uh, 237. Pretty good guess. 170. 170. How about another line? <laughs> 170. 150. It's weird how those, aren't, how those didn't jive up. Right. How about BBS? You're damn close. Mm, 108. 156. 156. Wow. All these are right in the same wheelhouse. Yeah. How Do you about, want to know something? I'll oh, go ahead. I was going to say, how about the day that never comes since we're on well, it? I was getting there, but I was going to segue into it. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I got excited. I jumped the gun. Day 177. Okay. Okay. We've always talked about what do you think about when you hear a title, a record, etc. Yeah. Ask me what I think about when I hear Day. What do you think about when you hear Dizzle? I don't think about it. I can smell a dog's rawhide hoof that she was chewing on when I heard Day come on for the first time in my living room. How fucked up is that? That's weird. So, like, you think of the true start when you hear Death Magnetic? And you think of a lot of cunning stunts footage when you hear, like, bitch or fuel or one. You think of Shane, what do you think of when you hear day? Uh, I can smell that rawhide cow hoof that my puppy at the time was chewing on in the living room. That's smelly, man. That's a smelly I memory. could have smell texted that to you. Yeah, well, now you can... They make machines where you can kiss people through your phone, so... <laughs> smell text, I guess, we, is coming. We, we forgot about free speech for the dumb. Segway into that real quick. Let the people know what we're talking about here. I found this the other day. I believe I tagged you in it. Terrible. Shouldn't have tagged so. you in it. <laughs> <laughs> free speech for the dumb. Dumbest thing we've seen on the internet all week. I can I can kiss this. What is it? Like a robot face? Like a, what do they call those masks? Dude, it looks like a fucking fleshlight fucking pocket pussy on your phone is what it looks like. But it's like some <laughs> goddamn lips that you like. And it's like silicone. It's fucking weird. Okay, so I, I kiss these lips. But there's several ways of kissing lips. And you would have a set of lips 
on. I, I wouldn't personally, not if you had it. I don't know if we're going to go that no, far. No, fuck. There. Yo, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's say I'm okay. Let's say I'm in the bunker in Memphis, and I kiss this sensor pocket pussy face thing. Yeah. Wherever my girlfriend is in the world has the same thing, and she gets like a text message, and then she can feel the way how I kiss this thing, so she gets the the full effect. Is that how it works? I don't know, honestly. Fuck. I didn't. I didn't click on the article. Welcome I read, to twenty three, bro. I read. The, I read the 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 headline, and I said, "Well, I'm out." I'm, I was like the SpongeBob meme where he's getting off his chair, and he's like, "I'm a head out." That was me. I outie. I'm out. I'm Welcome to 23, where you kiss someone and you text it, and then they put their lips on a receiver to see what it was like. Come I've, on. I've truly come to the conclusion now that we live in a generation, a society, a world, whatever you want to call it, where anything is possible. So you guys watch. My birthday's coming up soon. I'm going to be turning a new leaf, turning 30. The next ten, oh, old the ne- man, not even that's the prime right there, dude. The next ten 30. years, thirty things one. things are going to change. I'm going to change the world. You wait and see. Is this your business plan you've been talking about? I I'm telling you, this is going to be this going to be something big and special. When when I was thirty, the current record was death magnetic back in 2013. Well, when I'm thirty, I'll get. 72 virgins. I mean, seasons. <laughs> I never thought about that till you said that. That's always what I think about when I see that freaking... 72? Yeah, I'm like, oh, 72 virgins. That's a great, great album. <laughs> well, you can make out with your robot and hide in yourself, crawl in yourself, you'll have your time. God, I'll make Jeff pay. Take it back one day. I still wish this wasn't the first single they would have released. Why? It's a good song, but just not in it's my It's a great mind. song. I don't think it should have been the first single. I was hoping... Obviously, they played Cyanide first at, what was at OzFest. Good call. I was just going to think... I was just going to say we actually heard Cyanide first. We heard Cyanide first, but Dave was the like, first yeah, single. It's okay. Yeah, that's how I felt too. I was like, it's not bad, but it's you know, it's meh. It, it grew on me over the years, but first impression, like most, I was like, eh. I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. Cyanide or screaming suicide? Uh, probably cyanide. Wow. Yeah, I liked. I enjoyed that more the first time I heard it than screaming suicide i still haven't gone back and listened to screaming suicide i've listened to it the, like the three times leading up to that episode we've done and i haven't really okay. touched it since it definitely will once the record comes out because like i said you know me once it's out listening to it in full You're effect live on that record that's you know you got you gotta you gotta hear it the way you gotta they, live it well yeah you gotta you gotta hear it the way they envisioned it there's a reason why they put these songs in a certain order so it's like that's the uh gotta listen to it in order yeah listen to it in order yeah anyways day that never comes i i i would have been happy with broken beaten scar being the first single i think that would have been a good first single because again the call and response i feel like it would have been a very good song to showcase that they're back without leading people down too many you know paths of going like oh it could be this it could be that like 
you know, I like, think they really wanted to lead us down like we're back and here's the full package, aka one unforgiven fade to black type shit. Yeah. I think that was just like their hey you know, I, er, everyone it's okay here's our full fucking track for and enjoy we're back exactly and you know what i'm not going to pretend that i know more than them or their uh, management team right you know this is just it's a all simple, well thought out process yeah absolutely they they knew exactly what they were doing when they did it um i just i would have preferred something a little bit more you know not as long and a little bit more straight to the point even the the studio version of cyanide Essentially, mm-hmm. but it all Day, worked out. When I love Day's clean parts, uh, I love the lyrics. I really like when it gets trucking though, towards the end. When you're getting into the triplets and and James and Kirk are doing the yeah, I uh, you know kind of has. How'd you the... like that for singing a guitar part for a drummer? It has kind of the one vibes with doing that. I'm, I'm, I've always been kind of. This is the thing. I like the song, but when you look at the grand scheme of the whole record and just kind of the whole overall, this this song is definitely for me personally more towards the bottom. Where with like Apocalypse, as far as like wow songs for me, I like the clean part. There, the trucking part is actually where it kind of lost me because to me it sounded. Just my personal opinion, it sounded a little uh, like they didn't know what Forced. to do. Yeah, because it goes into this, and then they have this mm-hmm. really ridiculous riff that I think is kind of. I, I still to this day will say I actually don't like the the riff at all. The all the syncopated shit. I don't like that, and then I don't like the. And it's just like this, it's just, I don't know, it, it it didn't really fit that well. I like the part you're talking about where they do the, you know, the hammer-ons, mm-hmm. and they, I like that part. Because it, it has a very, you know, kind of one s vibe at the end i do like that and i like the solo of the song a lot solo is great the, it's a great solo very very justice solo in my opinion um absolutely love that solo but yeah there's just there's a couple parts in there that were a little bit a little bit dicey to me but jeff love is a four-letter word <laughs> didn't know that get off this call go up to amanda and just say that to her and just watch the confusion on her face yeah she's sleeping right now so i'll, I'll tell her tomorrow <laughs> she'd look at you and be like no shit dumbass yeah well yeah i can spell don't too. even sing it just say hey love is, love is a four-letter word <laughs> she'll be like okay 
<laughs> like, have I you been drinking? <laughs> Pizzle, have you been drinking? I'm intoxicated. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I was thinking about that earlier today for some fucked up reason. Pizzle, it's your turn to drive. I can't. Pizzle, why not? I'm, I'm intoxicated. In, I'm intoxicated. <laughs> we need Pizzle. Can you send us hundred people voice? right now? Are 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 they're, they're signing off at this exact? They're like, moment. what is this about? And only you, me, Pizzle, and Bill can appreciate that. And Pizzle's like, yeah, okay. And unfortunately, Bill's probably not even listening because he doesn't. He wants nothing to do with us. He just he forgot about us, and you know that's I all can't. right. I'm intoxicated. <laughs> I've been drinking. I'm fine. <laughs> On to track five, which, let it be known, Shane's favorite song. That's a good, very, very good song to pick for your favorite song on the record. Probably my number three on the record. But your luck runs out. Ta. Everything about this song. There was, you know, there's, there's nothing really bad you could say about this song. It has insane nope. picking in it. It's got some insane drumming. It's got... A weird, oddly catchy chorus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the chorus is, and this, I say this song is a workout, but it's smooth. And you know I like a lot of twisting kind of this song is up like, parts, but it's smooth. This song is like disposable heroes, but with a catchy chorus. <laughs> uh, yes, it's a disposable with a more sing along feel. Yeah, and like I said, I use that word very, mercy. very strongly. It is an odd kind of chorus for Metallica. It's yes, it's you know if you think of the riff, like just I don't know. There's something about it where it doesn't sound like a Metallica chorus, but it does. But it's it's oddly catchy because you hear it and you're like, fuck, I kind of want to sing along with this. I, this is a, this is a melody line that heresy. I can see. Still you run. What's to come? What's to be? Exactly. All of it is just, yeah. Uh, the, the picking is nonstop in that song. The drums never let up. The energy's there. Um, it's long. I only have one beef with it. Not a fan of the video. Oh, I like the video for it. It's that Russian alien shit. Yeah, that's what I like never, about it. Never dug that, really. I, I like never it. Dug f- that. I like it for that song. I think it works well with that song. Some people do. Some people don't. I feel like we've seen their ugly mugs and videos enough throughout the decades. You know what I mean? Um, The day video is awesome. So when Nightmare came out, I'm like, what the fuck is this, you know, character cartoon slash shit? Oh, it's a bummer. It was, like, it was it. like old movie reel footage from, you know, the fucking yeah. Cold War or something. It's fucking cool, dude. I can't even, that just goes to show you how little I've watched that video. I can't even explain what's in it. There's like a scientist that opens up this suitcase and starts rifling through all these files and shit. I Remember think Lars would describe this as art. It's art, all right, and I don't like it. But that's Mo- okay. Most, that's... Art, most art sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Hey, but I like load. <laughs> that's artsy, but hey, Lulu was art, and look at how that turned out. Uh, that was freedom of expression, Jeff. A.K.A. art. 
him, his, her. Those are pronouns. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got confused. There's so many things to know these days. Be careful. Just, be careful. Oh, there's all sorts of shit. I can't even start to think about start it. Start to think about it. That's how Nightmare I feel is my about favorite song. song. End of discussion. All right, that's end of discussion. And I've seen them play that a few times live. Fucking, it was great. Crush it, crush it. That song, I, I can't imagine they played that song too many times. Maybe uh, eighty-eight times. Let's go, Doc Brown. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. You are so close. One hundred three. <laughs> I'd say you're in the ballpark. That's that's ballpark. Let it be known, Metallica history. James's Sure Fifty Five vocal mic started to be used for the first time on this song only because it used to have an LED light in it. Mm, right, right. So when it came to the pause before he went back into "Hunt You Down," the whole arena would black out, and you'd have this one little white LED light in that mic that would just shine on his face while he sat there and waited for four seconds. AK t- taking a breath. A.K.A. the the harvester of sorrow kind of pause moment. Right, right. I wish we never go- played nightmare. I wish he would go back to a normal mic. There's moments I think that too, and then there's moments where I'm like, the sure is iconic now. The fifty five that is. Meh. Yeah. No, we never played. Uh, never played Nightmare. That's a bummer. That would have been a workout. Bogarts. We're going to take Paige out. We're putting Nightmare in. Fuck Paige. Sure. If you say so. You hear that, Pizzle? Okay. You got to work now. (sighs) I'm intoxicated. He'd be happy. He loves that song. We've played this next song a lot. And... I'm just going to... I've never been a big cyanide fan. Yeah, no, it it's definitely fun to play. People dig it, but I've never been like, "All right, it's cyanide time." I'm like, "Man, it's okay." Exactly. It would be towards the bottom two of my list. Obviously, the top three being, you know, Lifeline, Nightmare. You know, this one, Day, Apocalypse would probably be towards the bottom three. You're just a funeral I've been waiting for, cyanide. My beef with this song is the snare fill before it goes into the bridge. Depo, it is depo, so depo, depo, cut up. No, the um, I can't even say it out loud how that goes. I have to play it because it just comes to be my by feel. That fill going into that part. Yeah, before it goes into say is it rain or that part. Yeah, it's two measures of just snare, like kind of marching, and what he does there. I was like, that was done the one take. I can tell. It's been so long since I played that, I can't even like sing it out loud. Lars said, hey, Rick, how does that sound? And Rick said. Doesn't Rick sit on the couch like those those beads? Like he's got like. He has sunglasses juju, on. Let it be like known. He's, he's prayer sleeping. beads. He's sleeping. Oh, he's sleeping as he combs the lice out of his beard. That's why I was. I was snoring, not because of that Lars's fill was boring. It was just because Rick was sleeping. 
stained your concrete face for years. Year after year, life after life. Hi. I like that part. And I'm not a fan of the solo either. Sorry. Sorry, people. Yeah, I know. That's a long song, too. Some people are yawning when you play that live. Well, hey, here's another hint. We're not playing that song at our last show, so there you go, guys. Another hint. Look, at I'm just throwing hints out left and right. I'm feeling very generous tonight. Uh, this next song, they've played a lot less than they've played Cyanide. Yeah, what is it? Like five or eight times? Ten. Ten. Oh, I was close with eight. And the fucked up part, I've seen it three times out of those ten. Yeah, what the hell is going on there? I've had good luck with Unforgiven 3 and Outlaw Torn. Do we all still agree, though, that uh, even if it was the the piano intro, that it should have had the French horn intro to agree, tie yes. in yes. the trilogy? Yes. How do you how do you do a trilogy without the signature iconic intro? Ding 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 ding. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Ding, ding, That's literally all it needs. That's all it needs. Even a shorter horn, as long as it was the French horn. Oh no, it has to be the same one as the first two. I feel strongly about that. All right, write an email podcastforallgmail.com and tell us how you feel. Why do I have a feeling that you have a vote tonight based around the trilogy? You know, it's funny that you said that. Or you don't. No, I... That's... You just... You know me. You know what I'm going to do. You know how the show works. We've already casted our vote. I think you can guess what my vote is going to be. Take a guess. Should Unforgiven 3 have a horn? Yes or no? It's as simple as that. People do the right thing. Love, Jeff Winslow. There you go. Done. Cast your vote. Was I right? Yeah. You got to be shitting me. Well, it was going to be something else, but I changed Uncle it. Uncle Jeff, are you sure you ain't Santa Claus? <laughs> Shit Sorry, what was your original vote? Shit and bricks. No, you'll have Sorry, to, what was your vote? You'll have to wait until the end. Oh, okay. When I went on um I went on a cruise in 2009 in the Caribbean and I could not get this lyric out of my head, and a lot of people on the ship did not like me. Set sail to sea, but pulled off course <laughs> by the light of the golden treasure. People are like, dude, are you singing about the ship going down? I'm like, maybe. No, no you said, no, I'm a fucking pirate. I'm looking for treasure, motherfucker. And then I said, slipping fast, down with his ship. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, this motherfucker is thinking about Titanic right now. That's it was oh nine. The record was still fresh and fresh in my head. I was singing that every day, walking around the boat, <laughs> down with the ship. <laughs> We're like, you insensitive asshole. Yeah, why did what? I want to know what inspired the lyrics for this because it kind of sounds like they wrote it. It's about, not like one and two. Well, yeah, and it sounds like they kind of wrote it about Christopher Columbus a little bit. So I would really like to know <laughs> what the song is about because that's what I think of every time I hear the song. I think of Christopher Columbus discovering America, even though a lot say he didn't, and 
whatever we're not going down that road but that's what i think of i think of like 17 16 15 1400s whatever you're on a little boat and you're just kind of looking for treasure now you being an unforgiven one and two fan were you happy with how three turned out or were you like i just wish they would have named it something different yep like the song don't like you the don't name. like the name yep you don't like the the relationship nope the relation to one and two to me makes it not as good of a song okay because musically it's a phenomenal song it's a great song instrumental is amazing even with lyrics i love the song okay i just wish it wasn't named unforgiven three you just wish it was like too far past they could have named it like i don't know the Titanic. the ocean or fucking i don't know golden treasure in the seas what, what's the chorus? I don't even know how the lyrics. I don't even know the lyrics. High the tide, big waves. You know they could have named it Master of Seas. Oh, the how can I be lost if I've got nowhere to go? Is that what you're thinking of? Sure. Yeah. Is that the chorus? I, I honestly don't remember the lyrics. On I can't, I'm drawing a blank off the top of my head. I don't know. They could have named these days drift on inside a fog. They could have named it Seamen, like S E A space M E N, like Seamen. Dude, this song has question marks in it. How can I be lost? Too far gone? Too far gone. I can't wait to hear Too Far Gone if you haven't realized that by now. It's all about that question mark song. Don't forget about you must burn! Exclamation point. Is that the song you're most excited or most anticipating? Or and yeah, are you anticipating? No, that it's song not. Most? Do you want to know what song I'm ready for? What song are you anticipating the most? Sleepwalk my life away, track four. That's up there. I, I think With four and the word sleepwalk, I think that is going to be the fucking go-to ballad. Hopefully. I think I'm going to go with track number one. I'm most curious to see how they're going to open the record. What about Shadows Fall? Brian Fair? Sorry, Shadows Follow. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think we got to address the elephant in the room. Uh Uh-oh, what happened? The next song. Oh, we're not talking about uh, Sleepwalk My Life Away, how that's going to be the fucking song of the record, in my opinion? Watch, it's the worst song on the record. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm going to be pissed. You want to talk about the chopped up, pieced together, cutting room tape from the floor, Kiss. That's Judas's Kiss. I do, because... I- one, more, is, one the, more thing. Sorry, I got to interrupt. Album version of Unforgiven 3 or James Solo S&M 2? Oh, fuck. That's tough. I know. And the reason why me. it's tough is because... Two different songs, in my opinion. I, I'll be honest. I've only ever listened to the S&M version like two or three times. So I don't know it well enough to really have a strong enough opinion. I, I really, love how you listen to songs like three times and just fucking shelve them. Uh, I'll, Isn't that shit like on shuffle? Oh, God, I'm going to get hate for this. I do that with Metallica <laughs> a lot, honestly. That's why I'm bringing this up. Yeah, I. it's because... I don't know. 
I listen to so many bands and so many other. I, it's when I'm into something. It's it's very rare that I'm in a, <laughs> a, a Metallica music listening mood. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I I still they're still in my opinion considered. I would consider them my favorite band. I would still obviously like you know I do this podcast, but I just I really don't listen to them that much. So I listen to like. When I want to listen to something, I you know I've said before I go to listen to like Load Reload S and M whatever. But like right. certain songs, like when that came out, I listened to it a few times. I enjoyed it, and then I just kind of moved on to whatever I was already listening to or into at that moment, whether it be another band or the podcast I listened to or whatever. You're like, is. oh, back to Rogan and Seven Dust. <laughs> hey, the you new know, God smacks out. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet, and I'm actually kind of bummed. I haven't gotten to to Godsmack. I've listened to like the first it's few really songs, good. and I enjoyed the first few songs on the record. I haven't listened to it fully yet, though. It's something I still got to dive into. I just think it's funny how I know you've listened to S and M one hundreds of times, oh, easily, and you've listened to S and M two three times, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny how that works. And you've listened to Stan Anger a thousand times. I've listened to it a thousand times for sure in my life. Definitely. And S and M, you're like, eh, yeah, I, yeah, I heard it. I saw some shit on YouTube. Time to move along. That's just that's kind of how it is. Obviously, the new record is going to be on repeat for quite some time. But yeah, right. no, it, it, and that's the thing is, I really, really enjoyed the S and M two version of Unforgiven three. But again, since I haven't listened to it enough times, I don't want to say I would have to pick the album version just because I know it better. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I love totally. the album version. I love it. Like I said, it's a great song. It just needs a different name. <laughs> All right, we've talked about the Judas Kiss. On to the instrumental. i'm gonna let you talk about the judas kiss because everyone that listens and follows knows that this song should not be on the record and just a bullet away working title called shine should be track eight and helen back (laughs) i would i would i would seriously take helen back over judas on the record as well the reason why judas has always been a song for me that i connected with bullshit pieced together shit song the reason why i connected with it was always because of the mission metallica previews that they would post leading up to the record good memory i love mission metallica if you recall the main when it would kick in i know it would play just this little and then it would go but it would go right into the in the video it would go right into the uh right into the chorus Bow down, sell your soul. And every time I'd hear that, I'd be like, oh my God, Metallica's fucking back. Like, that to right. me, over anything, as crazy as it sounds, that one chorus, just that chorus of that song to me, for me sell personally. Soul t- that was the only smooth part of that song, though, Jeff. That is the most, for me personally, the, the biggest standout moment of that record still to this day because of how much leading up to that I would log on every fucking day to look to see if there was any update videos and i just remember watching that mission metallica video daily and hearing that chorus and thinking to myself even though i was a huge saint anger fan hearing that going fuck like these dudes are back this is this is it right here you know what i mean and then i heard the song and because i grew to love that chorus so much i didn't care about what the rest of the song sounded like mission metallica was fucking legit for I loved it. 08. It was like late 07, 08. 
the updates that we got from that almost on a daily basis when it really got towards the end was like, mm-hmm. this is like I'm fucking at the studio. Yep. Yep. I really enjoyed it. And it was not the last time, but uh, one, you know, the last real time I felt like I was like, it was like daily me checking in. You know what I mean? That was kind of like social media before social media was a thing. Exactly. And it's just good memories. Before of Facebook was like open to like everybody, just not like college campuses. You had a daily update of like statuses and like how like the per- they even had like charts and like percentages of like yeah. where songs were. I was like, that's pretty cool. I loved it, and you know it's funny speaking of Facebook. I remember when MySpace was a thing, and then Facebook came along, and then like you said, it was all for the college kids. Well, I knew some some kids that were older that were you know closer to that college range, so I actually made a Facebook. I was like, all right, you know, just because I wanted to be like the older kids, having no idea what it was going to turn into. So it's just, it's funny to think that it's been around that long, you know what I mean? And that... It was about the time that it went public. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But this is back when you didn't have daily updates. You didn't have Instagram every hour showing you a classic uh, bleh, classic example If darkness had a son. Who would have thought you'd release fragments of that via fucking TikTok back then? Oh, yeah. No, it, it, that is creative. To me, what's crazy is that... It, when TikTok came out, majority of Metallica fans, when they saw Metallica join TikTok, was probably like, "Oh, they're 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 fucking joining in with all the social media. They're gonna be right. like, it's like, no, they're fucking connecting with a whole new group of people. That's it's the smartest thing that they could do as a band. And then to not only, you know, be a part of that, but then to utilize it to preview the release of a new song." Back to what we've always said: marketing genius. They know what they're doing. And I'm not a TikToker. I'm not a. F- I'm still like. I'm not a TikToker I love either. Old school, how they used to release singles, and we'd actually go to the store and buy shit. I'm. I'm still yeah. in that phase, but I have to admit, like I've said before, very creative how they piece that together. Very well done. Mm-hmm. Even when I saw Lars's, because Lars was the first one to appear, do his little drum intro, and then when we saw Rob, I was like, "What's up with La- Rob's bass?" I was like, that V. <laughs> hey, at least his dog was there. Hey, I feel like he was doing it just to troll because he knew that people were going to be like, all right, what's, what the fuck is up with this base? Nice $200 Yamaha V, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> Knowing Rob. It looked, like looked like a base that rat would use back in 87. Yeah. Knowing Rob, though, it's probably some handmade custom base. I didn't look close enough at it when it when the video had come out. We're not talking about darkness. We're talking about your favorite song, the fucking Judas tape hey, together. I just duct wanted tape from the floor song. I just wanted to real quick to point out the guitars that they were playing in the darkness TikTok video, the unfinished natural vulture V, and then that fucking badass SG that Kirk Hammett's fucking playing. ugly white SG piece of lumber that should be in the uh, fucking dumpster. Apps. Beautiful guitar, Larry. Where are you? Larry? Terrible, Larry. We're t- we're talking about 08, Jeff, not not TikTok present day, okay? All right, enough with Judas. Let's move on to Suicide and Redemption. Uh, Judas Kiss, in another reason that I'm not a fan, is the bicycle parts guitar that was used on the tour. Ugh. The Truce Art. That was, no, it was a Trufadale or Trufadale. I don't know how to fucking pronounce it, okay? Sorry, the Birdfish. It's yeah, it's French or something. I don't know. I think it's a cool guitar. You can't judge French. a. It must be Italian. Fragile. Fragile. You can't, 
Geely. It must be Italian. Well, I think that's just fragile, right? Oh, yeah. You can't base a song liking this on a guitar they play live because now then you're going to say you... The song sucks. The fucking... The song sucks. When I saw that, when I fucking, I can't even talk. I'm so pissed off. When I saw the song live on the Magnetic Tour, I saw like 15 shows. Of course, they played that song 10 fucking times. It, it, and the guitar just made it fucking worse. That's how bad the Judas Kiss is. Everything about it, live, record, terrible. Fuck oh, off. boy. You sound like me when I'm critiquing Screaming Suicide. <laughs> Judas should have been Helen back. Or uh, shine, just to blow it away. Holy fuck! For a bunch of <laughs> for a bunch of diehard Metallica fans, you got one no. you got one guy who doesn't no. listen to them as much as most diehards do, and then you've got another guy who's just fucking hating on the song because of the guitar and the ch- like. Boy, we sound like a but we don't sound like Metallica lovers. We sound like Metallica haters right now. Haters on track eight <laughs> of the Pussy Coffin album. I'm telling you, that song does not fit on the record. That True. is not a death magnetic style song. True fans, it is have so to have pieced together. It is like they, it's like they're that song is like, hey, we should go back to our justice roots and cram 90, 95 parts into one song. Only justice, everything flowed smoothly, and this was just cutting room floor shit. See, I feel that way more about Cyanide. Hey, Greg, than you got I that do. drum track out in the dumpster from four weeks ago? <laughs> go outside and bring that back in here. I need that fill. Tutatu, 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 tutatu. Yeah, okay. Moving on. Oh, it's in the landfill? Hey, Zach, drive to the fucking Marin County landfill. We really need that solo out of there. That's about how good it is. <laughs> Suicide and Redemption. You like that song. Yay or nay? I have a question I for it. you. I, I love it. What do, you think, what do you think goes through their mind when they write this song do you think they go all right we have a song that's got kind of a interesting riff it's a little bit boring but it sounds kind of captivating you know the it's nothing fancy so that's why i say it's kind of boring but it still it has you know but you remember oh go ahead I was just going to say, do you think they went into it with that song thinking it was going to be an instrumental as if, like, we're going to write an instrumental? Or do you think they just put it together and said, hmm, this song doesn't really sound like it could have a good spot for James to sing in. Let's just make it an instrumental. I don't think they go into instrumentals make thinking they're going to make an instrumental, to be honest. You think it just I think turns that out thing- that way? Yeah, because I, you and I both know that James has <clears throat> 20 different versions of lyrics for songs, and he's very well prepared coming to do it with all his material. Yeah. So you I think just it's, think it's a song that maybe it just nothing transpired lyrically, or maybe I think it just gets to a point where it's like, or... this song is good, but nothing that I have fits it, and it's long, and it's it just has that feel. You got to admit, Suicide's got a feel weird saying suicide now because some people think i'm saying screaming suicide so redemption we can call it we have two suicides now kids hang on no we don't we still have one and it's suicide and redemption screaming suicide hasn't earned its way into this conversation screaming suicide is that just screaming as a set list name uh, ss scream <laughs> scream what was i saying when you listen to uh redemption you got to admit, that fits right up there with the other three. Oh, yeah. It's got 
It just has that feel of we don't need words, and this is very long, but it's it's damn good. It's like To Live Is To Die. Again, a song that I absolutely love. I professed my love about it in the previous episode. But leading up to the interlude, it's kind of a boring song. Same with Suicide and Redemption. It's because it's a perfect name because suicide part is the, the like I said, kind of. And I, I use that. You know the word boring lightly, but it's the right. kind of boringness of it. It's just you know this. There's not much going on, but then you get to this incredible interlude. You know, just yes. like, and Absolutely. that's and that's the redemption part of it. It's like, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Let, let's redeem ourselves. Let's bring it back. Do 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 do. It's like, oh, hold on a second. There's something there. There's something really, really fucking good here, and that interlude almost not quite but almost is on the same level as the interlude for to live is to 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 live is to die and the interlude for orion keyword almost almost yeah almost not same level but close it is close for for uh, for a bunch of has been washed up musicians no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what's the I'm trying to think of the part. You obviously can't say verse or chorus. What's the other part where it's like? Well, you could still call it a verse. I think I don't think it necessarily needs. Lyrics. Give me the the Kirk verse part. Sing that part. Is that the dun 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 dun? And then it goes to the. But there's another part around there. And then. Right after that, there's a little like a little soft doodle going on with Kirk. And when I say this, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Somewhere post-Death Magnetic, the four of them are like outside in a desert and they're talking about all the songs. And they're talking about like what the working titles were when they were making the shit. Somewhere in there, James describes... At this one part, Kirk refers to, and I quote, planets talking to each other. (laughs) Is that not Kirk? That sounds, you know, (laughs) I was sitting in my house in Hawaii and I came up with this riff and, you know, I I, might keep going. That's exactly what it sounded like. That's literally what it was. And I was like, fuck, that sounds like planets talking to each other. We are also, you know, that is so Kirk in an interview, dude. Smoking, smoking some <laughs> weed. Big, big uh, instrumentalist. Instrument is a little different. It seems a little, a little more upbeat, but it's then it drags down to when it's super heavy, heavy stuff. But uh, yeah, it's got it's got a little up feel to it. Uh, and 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 I think one of the earlier things was you know, like planet conversations Kirk had said it right it sounded like planets you know talking to each other right in right, their own right. language yeah. which was pretty typical Kirk but really deep and you could go real far with that but it but the way James says Kirk refers to this as planets you can tell James is like yeah Kirk's a little fucking out there everyone <laughs> I think Kirk does smoke some bud he might have got a little too stoned and then He's got that expensive Tyson bud, probably. Fuck. 
Tyson and him probably hang out and fucking smoke together. Oh, anytime that it gets to that part, I can't even sing it because it's a little doodle that's kind of like it kind of sits behind the main riff. And I always think of that's the fucking Hammett Planets fucking Those Planets. <laughs> get a Hammett Planets. That's that's what I want for the next solo record. Hammett's oh. Planets. <laughs> How many times have they played Suicide, Not Screaming, and Redemption, Jeff Winslow? Twice. I got it right, right off the button. Hey. Nice work. Copenhagen in uh, the Fan Can and 30th anniversary at the Fillmore. Oh, God. We have to find that clip. That's funny stuff. Great instrumental. Let's close the record out. I got news for you. What? Not the biggest fan of this closer. Hey. The whole Atful World probably Not not big on the song. For the, for those who have been listening for a long time, you know where I'm going with this. For those that are new it's listeners. It's very short. It's very thrashy, but just not, for, for our just, new listeners, just do it for me. Um, your co-host, your boy, he don't really like this song that much. And when I mean your boy, I mean me. And Ooh, two for two. And Shane. Uh, yeah, no, this is definitely not one of my favorite. Uh, I like the as, intro. As far as close. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I like playing the intro of the down I like playing it, but then when I listen to it, I'm like, You mean claustrophobic, climb out of this skin, hard explosive. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. It's a little choppy. My apocalypse. Never been, never been my favorite song, um, but I, I like how it's short and it's fast and to the point. It's it I, belongs it's, as the closer. It's I'll definitely, say that. yeah, it's it, a good closer. If you were going to pick any slot for that song to be in, it would definitely have to be the closing slot. Did you know that what you hear on the record is not what it was supposed to be? There's actually an intro track or intro tape. Oh, really? And it's like a storm, like a lightning thunderstorm going on. Because when they played it live, they had that tape and everyone's like, what the fuck is this? And then a couple months later, Lars is like, yeah, it was supposed to be on the record, but it didn't turn out that way. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. Just yeah, the more you know. The more you, I was just about to say, the more you know, the more you know. It's just weird. Because as you think of a closing track, it, it ends like very metallic what we're used to as a closer. It's like, how many closing songs have a tape? Maybe just damage? Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Oh, shit. I should say, like, quiet, slow kind of tape. Well, yeah. struggled those two. Now that I think about it, so does Fixer. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. Fuck it. I'm out of here. Yeah, Fuck this shit. That's, that's the record, you guys. That's Death Magnetic. Um, hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> What's your vote? Well, it's a pretty simple vote. And voting for all, 11.11, season 11, episode 11. Jeff and Shane even play in the 1-1-1-1 one, 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 one band. And go.
There's a lot of people that love Death Magnetic. There's a lot of people. There's that, a lot about a lot. There's a lot about a lot. There's a lot of people that even would disagree with my comments of the the mix sounding bad. A lot of people like it. Real simple vote. Do you guys think that that Magnetic should have gone in the direction it went in with Rick Rubin, or do you think that they should have brought Bob Rock back to the helm? And so uh, the official question is Bob or Rick. For Death Magnetic. For that era. For that record, yeah. Do you want to keep it the same? Because obviously we've gone down this road before of records and their integrity and the way they were put out and the way they should remain. I got to go with Rick. Sorry, bud. You're going to stay with Rick for that record? Rick, Bob's my favorite of all time. But for that era, it it was time for a little change. Change is good. Change is we're all good. afraid of change, but at that right time... Change was needed, and as good as Magnetic is, that that change really showed that it it was maybe overdue. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would have liked one more record with Bob after St. Anger. I would have liked him to have one more to to show, like, all right. Not that Bob doesn't have to prove anything. Bob doesn't have to prove anything to anybody, especially Metallica. But just to show, like, hey, like, that... I it bums me out because I love Saint Anger and this is where I'm torn. I love Saint Anger, but it bums me out that Bob Rock's last hurrah with Metallica ended on a sour note. Not necessarily between them, but between right. the fans. A lot of fans are not angry, but they you know obviously who are you going to point the finger at? You're going to point it at the producer nine times out of ten, even though. We all know that Lars has the final say when it comes to all decisions. At the end of the day, he hears right. it and he makes the final decision. I don't like the fact that it ended on that note with with Bob and that or that sounding record. Does that make sense? There's Just, a lot about a lot. There's a lot about a lot. I would like to see one more I, record I you, and then have was, them move it was on. Time. Have because if Bob on. was still there. Would you have that was just your life? Would you have Day That Never Comes? Would you have the BBS balance? I don't know. I think so. I don't think Rick. I know I can't say I don't think Rick pulled that out of him because that's not fair. It's not like we were flies on the wall to be able to see what really truly happened. We have. I actually think Rick said you guys need to focus on who you used to be and have these songs ready to go by the time we hit record. And when you do hit record, it's time to execute and kick some ass. And let's get out of the St. Anger, load, reload, kumbaya kind of stage, you know? I just wish we could have heard an actual metal record with Bob, I guess is what I'm saying. Black Album, rock record, load and reload, rock record, St. Anger, yeah, metal record, but a very, very unique metal record. I would have liked to like hear. You wish you could have heard like a Puppets or Justice with I want to Bob. hear, yeah, or even Death Magnetic because that was the closest thing we got. And the writing on it Well, was, you got it. The sound's fucking clipping and the fucking sound meters are in the red the whole fucking show. <laughs> you know what? We've got our we've got our vote. You say Rick. I say Bob. Let's let the, the rest of the AFA community decide what they think. Yeah. 99 ways to die. Oh, you don't know this, but I actually wrote all of Death Magnetic. I've been really jealous lately, and I've been in the press a lot with clickbait, Jeff. Well, you just keep jamming with Marty and enjoy your day, Dave. You don't know this, but I wrote my apocalypse. That's why it sucks. No, he wrote 
that was just your life. That's why it's amazing. You can hear his heartbeat that was recorded in the Greyhound bus as he left New York. Doom, doom. I, I don't, I don't hate on Dave. I can't. He's too. He's good. just bored. He just he wants to be in the spotlight. I get it. I totally get it. He stays in the spotlight. That's why it's this thing. It's like Dave. You don't need to bring up Metallica to stay in the spotlight. You're Dave Mustaine. Like you're. You know what I mean? You don't need to to do to do that to stay relevant. <laughs> you know what I mean? But apparently in some way, shape, or form, at times he thinks that maybe he should. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna try and pretend I understand what's going on in that dude's head. All I know is Death Magnetic is a fucking banger it's great of a new age rock album. Great rock record. Great rock. Great rock. When when seven of the ten songs are dynamite, that's a fucking dynamite record, bud. Fair enough. Of a forty five. Of a forty five. We should talk about Beyond Magnetic one of these weeks. We could really get into four songs like PhD level. Yeah, write in at mpodcastforall at gmail dot com. Let us know. Would you guys like to hear? Probably won't be a full ninety minute episode, but would you like to hear a Cliffham all or Cliffham notes? for beyond magnetic to get our take on a few forgotten hidden gems let us know it's either beyond magnetic or lulu right in do the right thing people right in podcast for all gmail.com leave us a seven star review it always helps none of that five star shit don't forget to see jeff and myself april 7th at bogarts in apple valley minnesota for one hell of a farewell show and I know Jeff already forgot about this, but don't forget to pick up that robot that you can make out with so your lady or boy clear across the world can feel those sweet lips of love. Don't forget to order tickets for the April 7th show. They are going fast, as we like to say. Get your 50-50 tickets. 50-50 tickets. Uh, you can reserve a booth, a table, a VIP GA, Bogarts Entertainment Center, Dot com. That's all I got. An hour and a half flew by talking about the good old vagina record. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy your evenings, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Pizzle, are you intoxicated? Are you intoxicated? I don't know if he's going to appreciate I've, all this intoxicated chat. I've been drinking. I'm fine. Doesn't mean I was napping. Doesn't mean I was sleeping. I'm fine. And goodbye. And goodbye. And goodbye. And goodbye. Season 11, episode 11, Death Magnetic, Coffin, Grave, Casket, Vagine, whatever you want. Goodbye. Will Beyond Magnetic be next or Hardwired? Tune in next week. Dun, dun, dun. It's fragile It must be Italian. It must be Italian. And goodbye. Bye, Pizzle. And we'll see you bye. Bye. Bye, Pizzle. Bye. Drink up, shoot in.
Upstairs, bitch. Oh, God, what are you doing? Take your pants off. I'm gonna knuckle shuffle your piss, punk. What?